Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,947. The topic is mindset, and the title is Exercise to Address Anxiety and Depression. I was doing a consultation with somebody recently, and they said the following. I'm struggling to be consistent with exercise. When I exercise, I feel better, but I often struggle to feel motivated to work out. And if I miss my goals or don't have a good workout, it actually makes me feel worse. And then it's harder to get started again after that. So I think it's likely that everyone has felt some degree of this in some way. One way could be is that when we start to work out, we often feel better and we're like, oh man, I love working out. You know, why is it so hard to get motivated every day to work out if I know that every time I work out, it feels good? Often people feel that way. Another thing can be is if exercise feels defeating to you. You want to exercise or you feel like you kind of need to exercise <laughs> to become healthier or to get closer to your goals. But when you try to exercise, you're you know, kind of discouraged about what you can or can't do. Maybe you miss a workout here or there. Then you just kind of get frustrated about the, the inconsistency of everything. And you wonder, why should I even continue? There are very defeating feelings associated with exercise for many people. I wanted to address two of those kind of main concerns today in today's podcast. Number one is why we don't often feel motivated to work out, even though we know it's a good thing for us. And number two, how can we fight against or how can we work around or how can we address feeling discouraged when we have a bad workout? So we look at the first one. Why don't we feel motivated even for good things? So when we know something's good for us, and even sometimes we're excited, like if you're antisocial like I am, even though I have a podcast, I'm antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little conundrum for you. Uh, but I'll often go out, maybe spend time with friends or go do something social. And they're like, that was great. But then the next time it comes around, you're like, eh, I think I have plans. And your plans are to do anything but that. <laughs> so uh, even if it's something we enjoy, sometimes we often just kind of like skirt around it. We hide from it. Uh, it's just, it's something that's out of our normal element. It's just different than what's within our, our comfort zone. Now, one of the main reasons, though, why people don't feel motivated to work out is it's stress. And I tell clients this all the time is stress is stress. You know, if you're stressed at work, you don't want to go to work. <laughs> if you're stressed in a relationship, you try to avoid that person as much as you can. Exercise might be something that you enjoy, but the body perceives exercise while you're doing it as stressful. So think about how stressful it is to do a, a couple hard sets of a leg press or walking lunges or even just maybe going for a jog. And it's like, yeah, but the couch is right there. I'd rather just lay on the couch. <laughs> so when our body is perceiving workouts as stress, but our body is already stressed, whether that's from work, from relationships, from finances, from anything, just life stress. The last thing our body wants is more stress. And often it sees exercise-induced stress as optional. 
it's kind of not optional whether you go to work or not. You know, you might be able to take a sick day here or there, but you, you kind of need a paycheck and you kind of need to make sure you don't get fired. So you, you got, kind of got to go. <laughs> There's a little less choice uh, when it comes to missing work. Maybe you have a stressful relationship and it's somebody that you can't really kind of fully avo- avoid in life. <laughs> uh, and that can be challenging. There's a lot of reasons why we have stress in our life. And certain stressors can feel less optional to avoid than the stress of training. Therefore, we avoid training. We try to reduce the stress that we feel in life by not working out. Or our body tries to uh, kind of convince us to avoid that stress. So you're like, oh, I know I'm supposed to work out today. But it's like, well, you know, you haven't really eaten yet today. You're not going to have great energy. Or, you know, you're kind of sleepy. It's just going to make things even worse if you go work out. Or, you know, you got this coming up in the evening. If you go work out, it's going to really, you know, press you for time. You might not be able to get that thing in the evening that you really want. Or you might as well not even work out because you're not going to be able to get a full workout in. You know, for one reason or another, you're not going to be able to great workout. So you shouldn't even work out at all. Our body argues with us against stress. That's important to realize that the argument for the body, the argument that the body is making, is to avoid the perceived stress that the workout is going to be. Since we know that that stress is actually beneficial, we'd like to go ahead and get the body to kind of play along with and stop fighting against the workout. Yeah, it's it's going to be a little stressful, but I'm going to be better off for it. I actually often have more energy after workouts than I do before them. I feel more accomplished. I feel more proud of myself. I know I'm getting closer to my goals. I'm usually not worse off from a workout than I would be if I, say, skipped it. I often kind of feel defeated from skipping my workouts. So my body got to avoid stress, but it didn't get to avoid guilt or feeling like a loser. <laughs> you know, so... We often will trade physical stress for emotional stress. So when we skip a workout to avoid physical stress, it's helpful for us to recognize, number one, that all it is is just our body's trying to avoid stress. It's not that we don't want to work out. It's just the body saying, hey, that's probably going to be stressful. I just kind of don't want to do that. And we can just tell the body, hey, yeah, it's probably going to be stressful, but it's good for us. Let's do it anyhow. And then also to realize that avoiding one stress doesn't actually reduce stress overall. If you avoid physical stress, you're going to have the emotional stress. So I would rather have 20, 30, 60 minutes of physical stress than the 24 hours I'm going to feel of emotional stress for knowing that I missed the workout or I'm falling behind on my goals. So it's important for us beforehand to say, yeah, the, the body's telling me this just simply because it wants to avoid physical stress. But I know I should do it anyhow. I know I'll feel better afterwards. And then also, yeah, I might avoid physical stress, but I'm not going to avoid the emotional stress. So I really need to get this in. So understanding that perspective is very helpful. And then reducing stress in other areas as much as we can is helpful. I'm not going to spend too much time on that because you're probably doing that as much as you can already. Uh, But we do have a podcast, 1023, uh, which is Stress Management Options and Priorities. If you haven't listened to that, please listen to that. It's a very good one. Um, So that'll teach you how to reduce stress, like unexercise-related stress. And then the other thing we can do is to lessen the standard of the workout. 
So often people can feel a greater sense of demotivation if the workout that they're about to do is perceived as extremely stressful. Let's say you have to go to the gym and attempt a one rep max on squats. You're probably not going to be highly motivated for that. If you are, uh, congratulations and that's awesome and uh, hopefully we've all been there at places and times in our life where we are excited for that workout. We're fired up and we can't wait to get to the gym. That's often associated with when other times of our life aren't that stressful or when you've completely flipped on the other side, you're kind of psychotic and you're like, my life is trash right now, but I'll be damned if I'm going to lose this gym stuff. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to freaking kill this bar. <laughs> so, so we're kind of like either somewhere on the ends but often not in the middle, is we usually don't have other stresses going on, so we're like, yeah, I'm excited to do this. Or we're so stressed that we can't be even more stressed, and we just say, screw it, let's go do it. <laughs> so if you're somewhere in the middle of that, the more aggressive the workout is perceived to be, the less likely you're probably going to want to do it. So there can be a couple options. Number one is we can give ourselves options of workouts. So I have the option to where if I go to the gym... Maybe I'll start doing a light warm-up. Maybe I'll go on the, the step mill or an incline treadmill and I'll just walk for 10 minutes. See how I feel. If I feel like crap, maybe I'll do another 10 minutes and then just go home. But if I feel good, maybe I'll get off the treadmill, get off the cardio, and maybe I'll go lift a couple machines. I'll go do a couple machines. If the machines feel good, maybe I'll do a free weight circuit. So you can actually build the workout to where you start with a low-stressing option. And then if that goes well, go to the second thing. That goes well, go to the third thing. I have actually written programs like that for people because they will have anxiety. They will have a lot of stress, especially when somebody's new to going to a gym. I'll, act, I'll often write workouts that kind of get your like toe in the water, but don't make you dive in head first. <laughs> so I'm not going to send you to the dumbbell rack <laughs> if it's your first day in the gym. I'm going to tell you to go find a piece of cardio equipment in the corner, maybe something that looks out over the gym. And the reason why is... If you're doing cardio, if you've ever done uh, the mindless hours of fasted step meal <laughs> that uh, a lot of people have done in the years, um, but if you've ever done cardio and you can see out over the gym, there's a couple things that are like, recognized. Number one, most people don't know what the hell they're doing either, so don't worry about it. Um, overwhelmingly, I'll tell you from a trainer's perspective, when you look over, the, over a gym, good God, like it's just, whew. you know, you know people are trying their best, but not a lot of people really know what they're doing. Now, I don't say that in a way where like I'm making fun of them, but I'm, I'm more so highlighting the fact that if you are uneasy in a gym and you're afraid that you're going to look like you don't know what you're doing, don't worry, no one does. <laughs> the second thing that I love noticing is no one really gives a crap what anybody else is doing. So if you watch people, there's very, very few people that are actually looking around to see what other people are doing. They're like the like the peacocks, like the crazy people who just want to show off. You're going to want to avoid those human beings anyhow. Uh, but for the majority, everyone else, they don't really care what anyone else is doing as long as they're not directly in front of their face or trying to use the piece of equipment that they're trying to use. Most people don't notice other people in the gym. So you don't have to feel as intimidating. So that's a great place to start your workouts. Then if that goes well, go sit on a machine that has directions and it can only move in one way. <laughs> as long as you don't sit on it upside down, you're pretty good to go. Uh, so there's ways to build that in. But learning how to maybe start your workout with less intense options 
is a great way to kind of get yourself motivated. Here's one way that I did it recently. Um, now, I love working out, and uh, but I do have days where I'm extremely stressed and tired from work and some other demands in life. So I might have a leg day scheduled, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to go take a nap. <laughs> um, I'm tired. I got a million things to do, but I know I got to work out. So one of the ways that I make it easier for myself is I actually start my leg workouts with lying leg curls. So machine lying leg curls. Number one, because I love that machine that I, ha I have here at the house. So I'll, I'll use that machine first. And then number two is it's not overly taxing on like my whole body. It just it annoys the hamstrings pretty damn good. Uh, but I don't I don't have to move my whole self around. There's not crazy out of breath. I don't have this blood pressure spike. There's there's not a lot of discomfort outside of the intense muscle burn in the hamstrings. So you can think of it as a lying hamstring curl for a set of twenty is a lot less stressful than a hack squat for a set of twenty. <laughs> so I start with lying leg curls, do a couple warm-up sets, get a couple heavy working sets in, and then 99.999% of the time, I'm excited, I'm feeling good, the music is starting to crank up because I'm getting into it, and I have a great workout. But I start with something that is perceived as easy, or easier, and then it warms me up, gets me going, and then I can crush the workout. So... Why don't we always feel motivated for workouts? Because stress is stress. Our body knows that it's going to be stressful. It's trying to avoid stress. Recognize that it's good stress. Recognize that you're only going to be trading physical stress for emotional stress if you miss it. And start with something less stressful. Start with something easy to get you moving, get you going, and then move, progress into the more stressful things. Then, the next thing we want to look at is if... Having a bad workout derails you. It causes you to feel more depressed or more anxious about, you know, falling behind in your goals. Or more anxious about, like, oh, I'm just never going to get this right. I'm, I'm never going to be better. I'm, I'm never going to reach my goals. One of the things we can do is just redefine what a good workout is. Like, when we say we have a bad workout, how was it bad? And this is genuine. I'm genuinely telling you this. Uh, this is not me trying to be politically correct or super duper nice. This is the actual truth. Is if you worked out, it was not a bad workout. If you did anything, meaning you've done something, it was a good workout. Because something's add up. You will never progress from nothing. But you will always progress from something. And I'm dead serious. If you went to the gym and you were like, you know, I'm going to squat 405 today. And you're warming up and you only get to 385 and it feels like crap. And you're like, there's no way I'm putting 405 on. I'm going to die or get hurt. Don't call that a bad day. Oh my gosh. Like number one, you would have practiced the technique of squat the whole way up to 385. So you would have made some technical improvements. You reinforced the dedication to show up to the gym. You reinforced the habit, the habitual response within your day to still get to the gym. You still burned calories. You probably still tore up some muscles and caused some shape growth, like shape change and growth change. You still did a lot of good stuff. So maybe we're 10 pounds less, 20 pounds less, even 40 pounds less than we thought we'd be on one top lift. But you still achieved everything else. <laughs> everything else. So maybe you got 90% of the workout. 
Don't you dare. Don't you dare throw away that workout or discredit that workout because of 10%. Come on now. If you went to the gym, you win. If you work out at home and you at least looked at the equipment, (laughs) you moved a few things around, even if you just meandered around a bit and then said, you know what, I just feel like crap and I'm not going to do this. You still showed up, technically. You still moved some stuff around. Some things add up. If you moved, you've had a good day. Now, there's a difference between a good day and a great day. I'll give you that for sure. But the difference between a good day and a bad day is literally just did you move. If you miss a workout goal, remind yourself that there were other goals that you've achieved. As I said, for strength, even if you miss the top end weight, you still improved your technique on the lift because you probably still warmed up and did some stuff on it. You uh, created some kind of muscle growth or annoyance or like some kind of tissue change. So that's going to be beneficial. You burn some calories. You continue the habit of, of showing up. You continue the discipline of showing up. Maybe your goal is muscle growth. And today you were supposed to do, you know, the 80s for three sets of 10. You got 10, 9, and then 6. That's not a bad workout. You got 25 repetitions that you would not have done if you didn't go. You still would have burned calories. You still would have reinforced good technique. You still would have reinforced the habitual aspects of life to actually go to the gym and keep that as a routine. Maybe your goal is, you know, kind of cardio performance or fat loss, and you weren't able to sustain the length or the intensity in which you thought you were going to do. Who cares? You showed up. It's a good day. Maybe not a great day, but it's a good day. If you did anything, meaning you've done something, then you will progress in some way. Something. Some things add up. I promise you some things add up. My whole life has been some things. <laughs> I've never done everything perfect in business. I've never done everything perfect in nutrition. I've never done everything perfect in training. But holy hell, have I made some great progressions. Think about relationships. You're not perfect in relationships, but you can still have good relationships. Think about finances. We all do something dumb with money at some point in our life. But you can still save, you know, make earnings, make investments. You can still have a good financial life, even though you made one or two dumb choices. Right? Don't discredit everything because of one small thing. So what? You missed 5, 10 pounds on the bar. So what? You missed a repetition here or there. So what if you had to walk today instead of run because your knee was kind of bugging and you just felt kind of burned out and tired? So what? You moved. If you moved, it was a good day. This is important to remember. And again, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. The reason why I want to say this is, is because it's just absolutely true. I've been working out now for 25 years. And in 25 years, the most consecutive days I've ever taken off has been a week, from like a Sunday to a Sunday or like a Wednesday to a Wednesday. And I only did it twice. I only took one week off two different times in my life in 25 years. Out of all of the workouts, out of all of the years that I've been training, I have had every kind of a good and quote-unquote bad day that you could possibly think of. But I showed up. And after 25 years, I've made some huge changes. I've made some huge progress. I've watched clients do the same thing. 
they don't get everything right. I have clients who have IFBB pro cards, who have natural tested, like drug tested pro cards. I have people who have elite totals in powerlifting. I've trained professional athletes, Olympic athletes. I've trained the top of the top in every category you could probably think of. And none of them have been perfect. Not a single one of them. Nope. Every single person has made at least one mistake, and that would be gracious, and that's towards me too, so I'm not perfect either, is everybody makes some mistakes, but they continue to show up. They continue to try their best with whatever the hell their best is that day. Whatever our best is changes all the time. <laughs> your, your best, quote unquote, your best varies. It varies with stresses of life, with quality of our food, quality of our sleep, just, oh my gosh, so much about life. Just, it fluctuates. So what we have to give each day fluctuates as well. And it's important to remember that because it keeps us encouraged to recognize, hey, whatever my best was today, I at least gave some of it. <laughs> I showed up. I did something. I moved forward. It was a good day. You can stay encouraged. You can stay motivated. By recognizing that anything is better than nothing. And recognizing that anything, that some things are actually worthwhile. They do add up. They are significant. They do have a meaning to them. So I encourage you, if you've ever felt discouraged by a bad day, to consider redefining what a bad day really is. If you missed 5 or 10 pounds in a bar, but you still did everything else, you still improved technique, you still burned calories, you still caused muscle damage, you still showed up that day, you probably still ate pretty well. I mean, there were so many other things we could have done really well that day. So, yeah, maybe we missed a 2% thing or a 5% thing or a 10% thing. But we didn't miss the whole thing. And that's the key to remember. So when you're wanting to exercise to address anxiety and depression, a couple things to remember. Number one is that stress is stress. If you don't feel motivated to work out, you're normal. Your body perceives it as stress. Just recognize that's what it's perceiving. So reduce the stress. Start with something easier in the workout. Remind yourself that, hey, you know, I don't want to skip the physical stress because I'm just going to cause myself emotional stress. I'd rather suffer for 30 minutes in the gym than for the next 30 hours <laughs> knowing that I skipped the gym. So make that little argument with yourself. Make that little trade-off. Ease the start of the workouts to get you going. Also remember that something's that up. That if you did anything, you've done something, and that some things will add up. Then the last thing I'll do is encourage you that if you are feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, uh, it's likely going to be related to the quality of your nutrition, the quality of your sleep, and the quality of your stress management as well. So try to maximize or try to at least look at those areas as well. Make sure you're eating enough. Make sure you're spreading your food out throughout the day. Make sure you're trying to get good quality sleep. Make sure if there's one thing that's looming over your head, try to manage that. You know, do some brain dumping. Uh, try to learn more about it if you can. Try to plan it out. Try to work into that a little bit. And that'll help you manage that sense of stress. And then you'll have more stress capacity for exercise. So hopefully today's podcast gave you some ideas. It gave you um, 
a sense of you know self-forgiveness. Forgive yourself. It's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you if you don't feel motivated to work out every day. There's nothing wrong with you of having what you would perceive a bad day in the gym kind of like derail you and be like a bummer day. You're normal. <laughs> uh, or at least in that way, you're normal. <laughs> but hopefully this helped. Uh, just if you need anything, always reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. I'm always happy to uh, listen via reading an email. <laughs> so listen by reading. Uh, but I'm always happy to be available. And if you need anything, just let me know. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name of Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.